0: just think of you know the fact that it is a privilege to be from another country where at least even though yeah. we have all these other issues with standing. i agree i
1: totally agree it i yeah it really is a privilege to grow up somewhere where you are always represented not well, yeah. mostly time you're representing you mostly time you see people yeah. look like you all the time your teachers look like you people in authority look like you that is such a privilege this and I will say,
0: but if it's like, oh, God. no, 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 this is just something small. But I think of like even black hair, the fact that people don't, I don't understand how you can watch someone who is a dark skinned person and not have the idea that they'll have an Afro. Like, that's just common yeah. sense to me. Like, what do you expect to grow out of their hair if not a, between a 3C, 4C type of situation? Like, why? People are so shocked by black hair. It, it really struggles yeah. my mind because it's like, what else do you expect to be there? <laughs> do you have you never seen? Yes, Just people explain. have genuinely never oh seen it God. before.
2: Like it's I again, don't understand that the majority is what would be familiar to you. So if it is that you're surrounded by white people, you have a generalized idea of what the anatomy of the human body is like, what it is that their physical traits would be like. So you know, this person will have a certain stature. And then it also goes on to hair type. So hair is either going to be straight. You're going to have to wash it every day or a few times a week because it gets oily. You think it's going to be long. But for us, it's like, no, it's a whole other. It's like we're unicorns. Like, they don't know what to do. But I feel like, like
1: even when my hair was straight, like, I've had people try and touch my hair and my hair was real. Because I've gone through a whole hair really? change over the years I've been here. When it was straight, when it was in braids to now, I've had people try and touch my hair in when my hair was in those three forms. Like, even one is like, oh, my God. Is that, re- is that yours? Like, and people like, assume that my relaxed hair was, like, weave, like, just so many microaggressions just around, surrounding my hair. And it pisses me off to no end. Like, I, I really, like, it, like, boggles me how, like, the people around me will, like, hear me talk about how I don't keep blushing my hair, but then will, like, still touch my hair. that boggles me. I'm like, you don't hear me. Like, I'm like, isn't this the fifth time you've heard me say I don't like people touching my hair? Why are you talking about my
0: hair? What's going on? It's like when pregnant women don't don't want you to touch their stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Literally. And people just don't. That's a good thing about social distancing, though. Respect. Yeah. I hope these, like, boundaries of social distancing stick because people really just, it's two things. People don't understand boundaries. And when it comes to Black people, they definitely don't understand that.
2: Yeah yeah man i've had people literally pull my hair not just touches you know pull Uh, my uh, uh, like what what do you want it to do jump out and hug you i'm confused (laughs) yeah people don't know boundaries and i feel like oh anyway somebody else go How,
3: how, how do people not like realize that that is rude whether you're not used to seeing a particular hair type you don't just go and grab a stranger like that happened yeah. to me as well. I was in, I was at the grocery store and I was in line to pay. And this old French man just came and like pulled my hair. Look, and he pulled it so hard, I at least stepped back and I was like, Oh my god, that <laughs> <laughs> is like say, Jolie, sir, telling me he likes my hair basically.
0: Okay, you're gonna pay for my groceries though?
3: <laughs> right? You're about, you about to buy my
0: groceries. <laughs>
3: That's just, <laughs> rude. like, that's, that's basic human courtesy, in my opinion. Like, you
2: well, know, well, A lot of Black people do basic human rights, so let alone courtesy.
3: That's tea. But I feel like, like, you're talking
1: about strangers, but I feel like what, like, what hurts me or gets me the most upset is like when my, my friends do, that things, like, do those things to me, and I'm like, y'all know, like, I'm like, I've said this before to you, like, y'all know I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Why do y'all keep disrespecting me like this? Why do y'all keep doing this to me? Mm-mm. after i've said this like constantly you know what i mean like it's one no, thing if it's a stranger I mean, but the microaggressions hurt more when it comes from people that are supposed, are supposed to, be, to be your friends yeah yeah this hit no, a real Oh,
0: i definitely i definitely i definitely relate to this i feel like for me i know there are a lot of black people who have friends that they have to make excuses for so to speak like they have to be like oh this is matt <laughs> matt does that and I think for me, I don't know, maybe it's because BU radicalized me. Sorry, Boston University, I go to BU, <laughs> not Barry, not Brown, <laughs> BU. Um, I think it radicalized me, and it kind of, I, I low-key have constructed this friend group where, like, they, 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 they know not to, to, to do that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I, I kind of get taken aback when I remember the realities of, of whiteness, and I've been thinking about this. And Vivian, you kind of touched on this, but um, I've been thinking about how white people just see themselves as, as the standard, even when it makes mm-hmm. no sense. Mm-hmm. Like even yeah, just in literally. the concept of hair. Like I don't understand how you could watch somebody's have a completely different hair texture to you or have a different skin tone and think that the upkeep or their routine is the same as yours. And if it's different, it's wrong. Like, I, I find that it's just incredibly narcissistic on one hand. <laughs> and it's very upsetting. It's upsetting to me to the point where I've seriously been thinking about if I had a kid, I would just move back to Trinidad and let them go to school. Yeah. I, I don't That's know. It.
2: It's different in Trinidad because even though, like, in wider countries, whiteness would be the standard, when I was younger in Trinidad, I didn't necessarily aspire to be white, but I aspired to have traits of races that weren't mine because in trinidad people of african descent are the majority but we also have a large number of people of east indian descent right and when it comes to the racial hierarchy in trinidad black people are still placed at the bottom
0: yeah we're definitely not at the top
2: our country we still kind of um our image is not necessarily something that we aspire to be white sometimes it could be you aspire to be i guess dougla, which is when you're Mixed with something else, as what Chanel said, so you want these features, you want hair like that, but anything except for being just owning however your blackness shows up
0: right The no,
2: Caribbean perspective is so different from maybe the American or the British perspective, because in Trinidad, the majority doesn't set the standards. It's still the minority that sets the standards. Yeah. But it's, the only difference is we are a majority who is still oppressed, which which is mind boggling. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if like Chanel could speak to that too because she sees it on a daily.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Vivian, you are definitely right, and I know, I think uh, everybody agrees with you because even though I'm living here, um, a lot of your, the majority of your lives in Chanel, there you go. Well, y'all know that this is nothing but facts. Yeah.
1: Um,
4: yeah we know yeah, that yeah. the minority, the 1%, the 1% <laughs> uh, who are in charge of Sudan, Tobago. And they are the ideal, they are the standard, they are who everybody more or less aspires to be. It may not be in the physical sense, it could be in terms of money. A lot of people want to be as rich as the, I'm not going to call their name. <laughs> the
0: A lot of <laughs> people <laughs> A lot of people oh, want God. to be as
4: rich as them and the Aboos and the, the wraps and all the other bag ones all the other,
0: yeah, yeah. everybody
4: wants, everybody aspires to have something that they have or some trait that they have and that's a fact and you're always speaking about hair and um, you know how it is a privilege to grow up in a country where people look like you and whilst that may be true mm-hmm. like Vivian was saying even though there are people that quote unquote look like me, I've, I've rarely met people that look like me but actually want to look like me.
2: That have all the fancy. Yeah. You know, no, yeah. I've met
4: people yeah. who look like me. They might That's have you know my skin tone, my hair type, but they complain about it incessantly. Or people around mm. them complain about it incessantly. You know, as a black girl going to the hair from the horsey hair, you know, the hairdresser was like, oh, God, your hair is so pinky oh, we need some blow dry this. Oh, gosh, no, it's too much hair on your head. You know? Whereas if somebody with yeah. the like him and like, you know, Indian suits and all, uh, somebody with a very curly hair, you know? And they are like, oh my God, you have good hair. Your hair is so nice. You know the same thing until you go, this is good hair. No! Hair when, I was, yeah. but when I was
0: eight, someone told me I had good hair. Like when I went to the hairdresser, she was like, you're so lucky you have good hair. And I was like, I, I don't, I don't understand, but okay. <laughs> sure.
4: Yeah. Um, so, my experience with hair in Trinidad and Tobago was not the best, especially going to high school. Um, yeah. I feel like my look was always police. In primary school, not so much so, because in primary school, there are people who really looked like me, like, and they didn't mm. know any better. So, they, I never really heard people questioning, you know, their looks. Like, it would be girls rocking their whole clips and, you know, their little ribbon in their hair. Right, you know, because right. because we're young and we're innocent, <laughs> so, you know, we don't know any better. But boom, high school, mm, everybody up there Okay, now. let's unpack high school.
0: Let's actually unpack high school.
4: <laughs> yeah, so, oh, good boy. Um, hair, hair is one thing instead. Everything else is like a whole other category. But hair, if we are talking about hair, my experience at hair in high school was, was very intense because, you know, from the jump, my look was always fully. You know, these people who you think, even people who look like me, like black people, like people who have, you know, locks underneath their habits, Um, (laughs) people
5: (laughs) people who are supporting
4: (laughs) me and helping me you know like another black queen like myself is the person who's telling me you know hey Chanel literally I quote hey Chanel, you need to tame your hair do you know how dehumanizing those words were to me like somebody telling me I need to tame my hair that was the first time in my life anybody had told me to tame any aspect of my being and uh, even though I, you know, I give confidence I'm like, you know, I don't care what anybody thinks, blah, 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 coming from that person, somebody who was Black, if I, if I had come from like a white like, person or white person, I'd be like, I don't care. But coming from somebody who's Black, somebody who looks like me, somebody yeah. who was locked, something that was not acceptable in Trinidad for a very long time, um, even in, in um, the school, that is a lot to myself well maybe i need to clean my hair like maybe maybe i was too much maybe Mm -hmm. i was you know being too black maybe you know i'm i'm rocking the boat too much um and then i have to realize that no that's just together and i'm not the problem they're the problem (laughs) but aside from from that like my look was always police i remember um a teacher walked up to me and she was like um she was like this is like after christmas you know like after christmas I'm going to touch on body image, you know, I asked a question, I you're 15, you know, you looking sick, I came back to school, I came back to school, and a teacher, she saw me, and she called me outside, like, um, can I ask you some questions, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm see you, you know, ask me, she's like, are you pregnant, I was like, oh, my God, I no, oh. oh, my God, <laughs> Oh my God! Me being the person that I am, me being the person who like I do not think that people can affect me, I was like, no, my son' is fat. Oh <laughs> and she was like, oh, okay. Oh and I'm thinking to myself, you know, if that was anybody else, somebody who had like serious body body dysmorphia, yeah, that and, would like, come into my picture. Like that would have crushed them. That would have absolutely no, but... crushed them. And that was so rude. Like you
0: know, I look back on it. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so inappropriate. Yeah, incredibly so
3: inappropriate. No, but also I, I
0: feel like no, you're valid. I feel like there's also a, a racialized aspect to that too. Because had you been like a light skinned person or a, one of the white girls in school, they wouldn't ask you if you were like no. They I'm, really I'm would not do that. Yeah.
4: No, no, no. Um, but I digress. How do you? <laughs> When I was <laughs> your oh, experience, oh, experience with hair growing up.
5: Oh, My experience with hair though, um like remember, like after primary school, like Samantha and I both relaxed our hair to come to secondary school. So that was one adjustment because, like, our dad and like, I think like we, Samantha spoke about this for like, she just wanted to live up to the standard, but she like wanted to relax her hair because she wanted to, she felt like if that was like, the standard. So. I can't hear you, like, I muted my laptop, so, um, <laughs> i going to just go off of, of, of mouth, but, um, yeah, so, like, um, so, like, yeah, so, having to relax her hair, that's another thing, and then, like, for me, like, my hair texture is, like, very more delicate than hers, so, like, I remember in second year secondary, like, second year secondary school, um, like, my hair broke, so I had to stop the relaxer, and then that was, that, I just like spiral. like that wasn't my hair problems and I still have my own like personal issues with my hair growth and stuff because after that like after my hair broke I couldn't use relaxer for like a good while then having to have to deal with like my hair going back to its natural state i was like okay well what the hell am i gonna do now did braids for the first time the person who did it sorry was utter trash i hated it i was so triggered i never wanted to do braids after that and then like i let it like breathe for a while then I relaxed my hair again and then i was like this is not working out for me and then that's when i think like in in um form four that's when i was like okay i need to put in braids and do braids for the first time and then i kind of just fell in love with braids and doing it from like from then on. like up to now i'm still doing braids in my hair but obviously in breaks and stuff because you have to let your hair breathe after having it in for so long and then i think after a while i was okay well i kind of want to relax make it at that point in time this hair was so relaxed like samantha only did the big chop like what a year ago i i did a big chop in december you got fire yeah. for me <laughs> yeah yeah you didn't really so I, I kind of got <laughs> a <bad> boy up. <laughs> but yeah so <laughs> So, yeah, so me having to decide, like, okay, after doing braids for, what, two and a half years? I was, no, two years. And then I relaxed it again for the last time. And then I was like, ooh, instant regret. I was like, I should have not done this. I should have just kept it, let it grow out so it could be fully natural. And then I think in upper six, like, in our seventh year of secondary school, like, I was like, all right, nah this ain't for me. we going to do the big chop. I ain't going to do no relaxer. And I was like, okay, now having to do the big chop, my hair is obviously, like, dead short like I look like a boy and I was like oh I don't know how I'm gonna deal with this because I it's just another thing having to cut your hair to like that short having to like realize that your hair is that short like I don't know if I like myself like this and that kind of stuff and then obviously like having a black father who had grew up with afros and he's like you know you need to take care of your afro a certain way and I'm just like brother man like I think you are your aspirations of what an afro looks like has changed over the years, like I know you want to like comb it out and make it big and thick, like sorry, I'm not looking for that like I'm not trying to do that, so there's another having to deal with your own parents opinions and how your hair should be because i remember he did not like that i cut my hair he was like you're sure you don't want to just go back to relax and i was like sorry no sir <laughs> not going back to that like and then him having to like deal with um, i know like having braids is like a lot of money like you have to pay to get the braids done to buy the hair it's so it costs a lot of money so i can understand his take on it so like that's been another problem with me now and then being away. Having to find someone to put in braids because like I'm still struggling with having to upkeep my natural hair Like at least now my hair's grown Grown out enough so that I can take care of it. I can manage myself. I can put it in my buns, you know Do a little twist here and there now since it's grown out But having to find people who can do braids good up abroad like it's 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 a struggle. It's a real struggle
1: Finding someone who can deal with your kind of hair abroad a whole scene. Mm-hmm our whole team How you all kind of digging I all kind of googling yeah boy craigslist yeah
0: honestly how to, how to pick reviews of it's a it's a whole this the same lady has been doing my hair since i moved ramona bless her heart ramona's dominican and i when i walked into that haircut tree, the first time it was like whatever we have to go with this white lady this hispanic lady and i was like you know this is Okay, and I'm saying white Hispanic because people need to recognize they are black Hispanics and people don't. Anyways, so this woman had blonde hair. She did not, you know, know how to really cut my hair is the thing. So since I had Ramona, that's been great. But then going to Boston, Mm -hmm. Boston is kind of, I, I really feel you, Vivian, because the thing is, it's not to say there aren't black people in Boston. There's a variety of immigrants, Canadian people, Vietnamese people, whatever, But they're all clustered in the same area. That is not easy to get to. I guess you would say they're in, you know, the inner city, whatever. Because Boston is the most racially segregated city you could ever. Like, it's kind of a minefield. So I think for me, I definitely have to... I finally found a salon. God bless Miss Blessing. Miss Blessing is wonderful. (laughs) But I... (laughs) It takes a while because people really enjoy, I remember the first time I got my haircut at school. It was really short, and I left feeling bald and like like she just really like messed up my situation. Like I just it was, it was not fun. And I'm very particular about my hair, especially with braids. I completely mm-hmm. understand, you know that, because a lot of people think that they're allergic but it's really just like the the chemicals and whatnot but my whole thing is my edges i definitely make sure that i don't i, I love african people but African breathing salons to know. <laughs> yeah boy no literally you see you ever yeah, watch it watch people it? and they oh it's, and they just do it yeah that gives me anxiety <laughs> I just kind of feel the traction alopecia when I look at someone with hair like Mm. that. And I'm like, sweetie, I hope you're okay. But no, I really, I really understand you because without Ramona, I think living in Florida would have been terrible, but it's because I went to the salon and I I looked at her and I was like, okay, you have my type of hair. You have my type of skin. You know, we're good. And Ramona's wonderful. God bless her. But I totally get your point. Dion do you have anything? How's your hair doing even in france actually what is that what is that what is that economy like? What is that climate like? I want to know
3: I feel like here yeah, like most people, like girls that like braids and those kinds of things, they usually know someone like the African girls all know like somebody that can do it for them. Unfortunately, i don't have African female friends, but
1: I can relate I can relate. <laughs>
3: But like I have, I have in four Lux right now, and it was actually my male Nigerian friend that helped me. Wow, do snaps! Nice. Yeah, snaps! Wow, but oh, it's they look usually, nice. It's usually, a, it's usually a who you know kind of thing. You won't see like um, black um, women with hair salons here. Like there's only one lady where.
1: Mm, I yeah, I own
3: small town, but it's like really expensive with her. It's like
1: Yeah. I don't think they have any like really black hair salons here at all. Like if there is a black hair salon, it's a salon that has someone who could relax here for you. It's not like to deal with your black knots. Yes. Yeah. It's never, never I don't even know if that exists in Water. I don't I don't think valid. Even to find someone to do braids, it was like I had to go on Kijiji. I had at like, all these reviews, I had to like all these pictures, after, you know what I mean? And you like you just take a chance on people and see if yes. and hope God haters come out looking
2: decent mm-hmm. well, I, Ooh, I, know, yeah. I find what's real what is most heartbreaking is what it is that you come into that age where it is you want to put a little extra effort into your appearance you want to go you want to be popping <laughs> you mm-hmm. want you you eff- to look you know but and then you walk into a salon you see people who look like you you get excited you just want to trim to keep the ends healthy and they say Oh, I'm gonna have to straighten your hair first to cut it.
4: Uh-huh. Yes. I remember the first
2: time I heard that, like my mom and I, I went with my mommy, we were so outraged. And we, we really saw the discrimination again talking. Chanel spoke about how it hits home when it's from your own people. Uh-huh. You don't right. You know how to take care of your hair and it's just like in, in my efforts to take care of my hair, my hair is my crown, you know, you wanna damage it. And this and disguise it I yeah. as, as as in
0: the proper procedure to cut it no, yeah, I definitely, and I will say I did the big chop before honestly was the big chop, because y'all remember in secondary school, I had a little a little a little puff right yeah. a little, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and honestly, I didn't even know what I was doing when I decided to chop my hair off. I just noticed that <laughs> it was damaged, and I was like. Eleven year old me was like, screw this, <laughs> like I'm gonna just snip, <laughs> snip. <laughs> Slip, snip, 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 um, snip. and even now looking at pictures from high school, I see like the transition is made. But like mm. it really irks me up to this day when my family will be like, You don't even want to put some keratin or something or a little something to mm. smooth. It's like I went through I went through what? It's been ten years. I went through a decade, a decade of a hair journey, still going through the products and what oh yeah, god, the products. And you really I, want me to just... Stri- you, my, I don't know. I, <laughs> do
2: do I feel like when a baby is learning to walk and it falls, nobody says to the hell on. don't try again, you'll go hit yourself. When it comes to hair journeys and the black image, if it is that you do something and it doesn't necessarily work for you in that movement of still finding yourself, people try to discourage you and lead you back to the norm.
5: Yeah, And that is the
2: most annoying thing ever, because if it is that we are a generation set on showing people who like us that you don't have to hide who you are, how is it that we're going to make a change if it is that we have to keep conforming to succeed?
0: Now I'm going to shift gears a little bit to, like, because I know we were talking about how it hurts coming from your own people, and it makes me think of a couple of many instances, but this is popping up in my head because she was on my timeline. Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks comes mm. to mind because all throughout America's Next Top Model, I don't know what her obsession with weave was. relaxing black girls' hands.
5: No, and putting weaves
0: in white girls' hair, literally, and it's like, yo, that, the hair's gonna fall out, that doesn't work. But anyways, I, my whole thing is, Tyra Banks had an opportunity to really shift the narrative of like beauty and like in the fashion industry. And she would consistently, you know, relax people's hair. She would consistently put weave in people's hair. And my whole thing is, I don't mind if, you know, you want to have straight straight hair one day. We have wigs. I wanna get into wigs. I really I wanna get into my no butt length, <laughs> like straight hair wig. I wanna do that. I wanna have that moment. But it's it irritates me because especially in media, like I think of blackish and like Marseille Martin and the fact that for the whole time she was on Blackish, she had terrible relaxed hair. Like not even healthy relaxed hair. Not even a relaxed hair. Like that? It, it, it's not her <laughs> fault. It's not her fault. But it's like I, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I hate seeing relaxed hair that doesn't move. Your my hair head. is supposed that's, that's to a move. No, no, that's, yeah, I my that's my head also head why it was I stopped <laughs>
1: relaxing my hair. That's also why I stop relaxing my hair. Yeah. like, it's a no, good literally. no
0: more. Yeah, it, it does never look good for me. So it no.
1: it, it doesn't look good no me. No,
0: because my cousin no. has relaxed no. hair, and she's always had relaxed hair, but her hair just looks healthy. She, it, it moves. It's fine, you know, and she has it. Yeah. I think she has 40 hey. hair. It's just, it's, it's, it's treating people to respect and dignity. Like, you're telling me Zoe had all these all these hairstyles, all the knots, yeah. the, yeah. the braids, mm-hmm. and it took, what, seven years for Mercedes to get a little twist out or something, like, what is that, so I just kind of, I want to know, how has your experience in your respective places, in terms of, and Chanel, you kind of already spoke to this with Chanel, but in terms of abroad, your interactions with other black people, and especially black Americans, and I, oh, black, English, British people or French people and like the disconnect between that and black Canadians well we have like four different countries in school but yeah. how is that how's that work that go
5: so like for me I can speak about my experience like the black people can you hear me properly because I changed my headphones can you hear I sound loud oh that that's, that's a new problem anyways um (laughs) yeah no like for me and my experience um like the black people that i'm like friends with that i associate with like a lot of them i don't think any of them has relaxed hair i think every single one of them either has their hair in a natural state or has in braids but the one thing that i noticed a lot with the with the black canadians hair especially when they have in braids and they no so quite a few of them have weave as well and their weave is actually pretty good and I don't know, I, good for them. I, I don't know if I can even pull it off, but I would rather just have my hair natural or in braids. But um, them, the ga- the girls who have in braids, especially like, you know like how in- for wearing braids you're really supposed to have it in for like about, I think about four weeks, five weeks or the most. Um, I do the whole six to eight. I really push oh, yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. Like, I do, do that too. Girl. But like this one friend and like literally, I don't think she ever like took out her braids like for the entire year. Or, like, she she didn't do it, like, after, like, eight hours. I think, like, it was from September till, I think, about February and first year. I was like, sis, is your natural hair okay? Because, like, I know for me, my hair, after, like, about a six, seven weeks, uh, uh, these things are inserted into our ass. And I, I cannot. But, like, and then sometimes, like, it's just not, like, it's not kept. Yes, and that's my thing. Like, I don't know, I don't know how they i don't know if that's how they prefer it or whatnot but that's i know for me personally i can't i can't do it like that like i have to make sure my hair looking nice the whole time even though i can't do my edges properly like at least there's no build-up it doesn't look like my hair's gonna fall out like if a braid comes out like you know what i mean so that's my experience but like i don't think anyone that i know that's that of black descent like, like my friend like, who has natural hair like i think all of them do embrace the natural hair those protective hairstyles like braids or weaves every now and then so yeah